We are fellow intergalactic travelers. We are primal sound field pillars, liquid light bearers. We are quantum spinners, timeline hoppers. We are emanators of primordial sound. We are field harmonizers and energy generators. We are neutralizers and trailblazers. We are the keepers of the eternal flames. We are formless, harmonic, dissonant, composed, a song, divine. We are here to raise awareness and share our consciousness expansion experiences and spark other stellar travelers on their journey of embodying their organic blueprint. Thank you for joining us for today's Cup of Consciousness. So it's, it's always perfect, you know, no matter how many people we are here. But um, today you guys are listening to uh, four of us. Uh, so me, Ishel, Chauvin, Shiraj, and Lisa. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in to the Eternal Life Cafe. You're weekly cups of consciousness <laughs> my commercial there <lyrics. laughs> what was i saying yeah about this thing that happened last night oh my gosh so i was having this weird dream and then i woke up uh, it was probably like 6 a.m or so and so my ears started ringing really loud and I could hear people screaming <laughs> and I was like there's no way this is happening outside it felt more like this uh this thing inside my head and then it stopped whenever my ears stopped ringing that nobody would be screaming but then I'm able to like induce it like I can like clench my teeth and I heard more people screaming and it just kept happening and I was like oh my gosh how do I get rid of this and uh, at some point I started like breathing in and out and it was just like, okay, are there still screams in here? <laughs> and then finally I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I don't know, try something different. So I started laughing. I'm like, maybe um, if I laugh at them, they'll stop screaming. And I laughed, but it came out like an evil laugh, like really evil. And I was like, what is going on with me? And <laughs> finally the, the, it stopped, but it was just so intense and like my ears kind of still hurt a little bit from that and my jaw is really tense so uh, so I'm just like wow this is a really interesting mood to start the podcast with because even with Shovan we were saying yeah today has been just really strange and yeah and but with these people right that these connections that I was talking to you guys about it's like Wow, it seems like um, 
it's like certain aspects of us that keep pulling us back into these stories or whatnot. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that, that must be, you know, quite tricky. Like, because uh, I've had something similar come up in the past few days as well. And some really weird dreams last night about someone from the past. And it's just me having to then clear out some, you know, or retrieve like a soul fragment of me that was still kind of, you know, uh, in a free state from everything that had happened at that point. Yeah, it's interesting how these themes or these situationships are kind of, you know, being brought up uh, to kind of like be acknowledged in some way. Wow, wow. That's so interesting that you had something similar happen last night. Yeah, I just had these weird dreams of like, um, like uh, it feels like shadow aspects uh, as well. Like I was in one, I was really nice, like very virtuous and saving people and stuff. And then this other one, I was like Snow White. And then this other one, I was this person who just did not want to have anything to do with this homeless guy that was trying to move into my apartment with other people I was living with. And it was just so weird. Like I had like the complete opposites, you know, in the same night. <laughs> yeah. And like what you shared with uh, the ringing in the ears, like have you also been feeling any kind of head pressure or any weird pains and aches that come up at randomly during the day and then just go away on them on your own? Mm, That's interesting because, well, with the screaming, it did feel like, I was like, well, are these aspects of me that are still holding pain or um, anger because I've been... Uh, there's a lot of anger that has been coming up and I'm like, well, is it that, or maybe, yeah, maybe some entities or whatnot that have attached because I've definitely had a lot of that in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can understand. Like in the past uh, few days, I've had to do some like deep work in my fields as well. And my mentor, Adrian helped me with that. And Viviana helped me with that as well. Um, it's like I've been like we've been noticing like these rips within the different hova body layers and there's like this disconnection traveling from the most outermost hova body within the physical hova body which is you know not a hova body so and then this reflects in the endocrine glands as well where you know the pineal may be having like issues processing or regulating itself and hence it's like it's it's like a rip in one part of the anatomy is causing rips in all of the other parts of the anatomy as well. It's like something that is that was originally just multidimensional or in the most outermost layers of the whole body as an imbalance is now able to get so deep within the body that it's, uh, it's affecting the endocrine system and its functionality. Oh, the endocrine system. When yeah. there's like a rupture in the whole body, is that what you said? Yeah, like, so there's like... So we can basically measure what the percentage of connection there is between the different hova body layers and or what percentage of disconnection there is. And then we backtrack those those rips or that disconnection layer by layer and see what's actually contributing to that disconnection. And what we have been finding is that um it's like it's happening in each of these hover body layers, like all of these five hover bodies, and it's tying in with you know, different endocrine glands or some kind of trapped emotion, trauma, or a collective, you know, program of some sort. Like um, the other day in the group session that Adrian was doing, it came up 
that there was this in collective intolerance to GMOs and that was contributing to one of these disconnections within the whole body. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. It's kind of like having an allergy to, you know, pollution or the EMF or radiation or GMO. And like these things are kind of um, making it even in, more intense for the body to heal itself because the body can't heal itself. Right? Mm. Wow. That's super interesting. So do you think that... um. Yeah, the because now I'm also thinking about like what's what's happening in the next couple of months. Apparently, it's uh, with the solar flares and all that stuff. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. gonna have an even bigger impact. Do you really yeah. think that that there's gonna be a huge, huge solar flare in March? Mm, this is very kind of is like a little tender for me because. I used, like, you know, every year there were these predictions about solar flares and I was, like, getting ready. Oh, like, from 2020, I've been getting ready for, oh, there's going to be a solar flare coming and everything's going to (laughs) change. And then it kind of woke me up realize, oh, actually, yeah, I mean, there could come a solar flare and things could change, but what difference does that really make in my life? Or, like, the things that I, anyway, have to deal with or take responsibility for. Right. Could happen. I've heard a lot about the year 2023 and a lot of different sorts of prediction about it. And then again, like timelines are always shifting, collapsing, leaving. So who really knows? Right. Yeah. So what what I'm thinking is like not to worry too much about that. Like you said, like not. Well, how is it really affecting me? Right. And um, if I I think that if I really need to take like specific precautions, which which I will do, you know, if you like techniques and whatnot and whatever um, I think is necessary. But in the end, I'm I'm always protected. You know, we're all very, very protected. I think we have a pretty strong shield. And yeah, and whatever is supposed to happen will happen. There's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. How are you doing, Lisa? Um, I am well. Um, dreams. Honestly, I feel like, I don't feel like I've been dreaming much or remembering a lot of my dreams lately. The only thing I heard this week was to stop reading other people's books and to write my own. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, um, have been kind of traveling and haven't been really tuned in to myself. I'm working on it. And then I got food poisoning last oh. week. Body. Yeah. It's um I've been forcefully fasting for the past seven days. Oh which wow. Which I'm very grateful for because then it's allowing me to like really reconnect and um start from scratch again, you know. Mm. Um so I can. So I could support and listen in and just be here because I know you're lunching. But what else? In terms of dreams, <laughs> when I'm very, very clear, like when I wake up and I do my work and at night before bed, um, most of my dreams, sometimes I'll see what's happening during the day or what's to come or whatever lesson that I need. Um, 
but being from like a Caribbean background, um, dreams are very important for us. This is how we get a lot of our messages. So I am um, intrigued to learn more about what your experience has been with your dreaming journey, um, because it's kind of, it's something that's definitely like normal in my background, but they call it like having J in Haitian Creole, which is to have the eye or the ability to see. So, um, but in order for you to have the J, like, I guess you have to be in like your purest form, because if I'm not you know, like eating well or meditating or in touch with myself, it kind of like gets away from me, you know, that ability. What's your experience with, you know, being able to tap in and out with dreams? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question because I've been wondering myself if it actually does impact. And a lot of times I find that when a message needs to come through, it will, no matter what I ate or how much I've done or not done in terms of <laughs> inner work. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I do think it's, I mean, it. we should kind of aim for having that balance, right? Like uh, of, yeah, taking care of our bodies and everything. It's it's better because you are, you're also in a better mental state when you're also taking care of your body, but you know, everything just goes hand in hand. In hand. Um, for me, it just starts with feeling feeling good about what I'm doing, right? Um, surrounding myself with people that that support me and things that bring me joy, and it's actually when I feel like I'm a little off in terms of how I'm feeling about myself. That's when I have like a little bit of like an issue, feeling like I'm connected. It's not so much what I eat or not, you know. It's more like um how I feel about my current situation. And this is, yeah, this is tying back, you know, to, to what we were talking about just before I started recording. It's like today, it feels like one of those off days where I'm just like, hmm, it, everything feels confusing, you know? So I'm like, oh, great. This is the, the first day we're recording for the Eternal Life Cafe. And it's like, everyone's kind of in like, <laughs> like, <laughs> But um, that I, you know, it's it's good that we're sharing these experiences, you know, for people listening because people listening might be feeling something similar as well. So it's not always about joy and like uh, everything is honky dory, you know. It's like <laughs> I was gonna say that um, whenever I'm in a place where I've uh, not eaten the best or I've had a lot going on in my reality that has been um, stressful or conflicting my dreams are very chaotic and destructive and, and sometimes I get warning of this like I had a series of dreams where there was loads of tornadoes and they kept coming into my dream and then about a week after this uh, I had one of the most insane experiences that I've ever had in this waking life it was like one thing after the next just rippled out. And I feel like those dreams were a warning of the storm is coming. Just brace yourself and try and maintain that 
that composure and that stillness whilst this is all working out around you. It was really karmic. There was a lot of explosive energies from the group that I was with. Um, and yeah, I, some things I thought I would never witness in my lifetime. It was, it was a lot. That was when I was down in uh, staying in that community in uh, off grid. There was, uh, yeah, there were two people in particular that did not like each other and they had had arguments, but this argument had become so big that even violence was being shown. And I'd never seen that kind of primal, like, yeah, it's like take it outside and how how far can this go do i need to call the police you know it was grab some dude grabbed an axe and i didn't know if the other guy was gonna like survive and i've never seen stuff like this in my world <laughs> so <laughs> it yeah and i just feel like the dream was kind of just warning me of what was to come but it needed to play out these people needed to do these things in order to heal this rift or whatever it was that was connecting them and then it all just dissipated like nothing had happened you know so yeah well but yeah i do find that if your mental state as well is is you know like shifting and my dreams definitely reflect that because of there's no, there's no like separation from your dreams. It's all the one thing is happening. That's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, there's always um, this intertwining, right, of realities. Like yeah. we've, we've been talking about this, um, you and I as well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I, guess, I guess what I meant to say is like, not that I feel like less connected or more connected. It's more like, um, I, there's more filters somehow so the information that comes in however it comes in it comes in like distorted or something like yeah that's kind of what I feel happens when I feel a little bit off um yeah I don't know if, if anybody else wants to say anything about that I mean I get it I think in terms of like feeling a little disconnected or it you know a little bit of a veil on coming through. Uh, as you said, I think the thing about food, I think sometimes the food in the past, it had never mattered like what I was eating, but I think um, I've been experimenting a little bit with food. So it, it, it uh, impacts how my body feels. So if I do like the shield work, like I wake up in the AM and I do the shield work or like in the evening I do the shield work or at least like I just do a breathing exercise then at night um or if I wake up sometimes I'll wake up at 3 AM and just sit down and then I'll go back to sleep then during those two hours then I can recall everything I dream you know what I mean versus like if I was, you know, taking in something else or I just went to sleep and I wasn't mindful about like any practice, then like intentionally it feels like, I mean, I think we're all dreaming every night, um, but the ability to remember it is being actually present, you know, in your waking stage and when you're sleeping. I think that's what makes the difference for me. But I guess if I'm like, 
quote unquote in danger, if there's like really a message that needs to come through, it will come through. But I've also noticed that like my location in the world impacts like how clearly I dream at night or like the people I'm around uh, as well. What do you think? I remember one time, like I was like, that was like years ago, I think seven years ago, one time, like I had a friend who came over and then they were spending the night and being around that person, like made like my dreams, like, like very clearly because they were like active dreamers as well. It's it's interesting how the fields <laughs> can connect. What has been your experience? Oh yeah, for sure. It, it's it's so impacting. Like when you get together with people that are also uh, activating you and and are mm-hmm. also very conscious. And yeah, it, it's like we we spark each other. And um, that's why I love the, the connections, you know, and and getting together with people. But also being aware of who you're with. It's like you were saying. Uh, yeah, it depends on who you're with because sometimes it could also um, maybe hinder, you know. Mm-hmm. Your, your dreams or not necessarily the dreams, but maybe uh, just your energy in general. And then, yeah, then it will have an effect on how you dream. So yeah, we've got to be really mindful, right? Like you said about everything. And I guess what you put your uh, attention on and what you give importance to, that is what will be magnified in your life. And if it's keeping a dream journal and, and thinking about maybe something that you want to know about right before you go to bed, you will get stuff in, in your dreams. That's, that has been my experience is the more I engage with the dream world, the more um, messages I get. And the more it's also, it feels like the, the separation, there's like really no separations between the, this, the sleeping state and the, the waking state because of that relationship that I've been cultivating more and more with, with the dream world. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shiraj says yeah, he he agrees. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how how have your dreams been, Shiraj? They have been pretty wild lately. Like for a while, I think that completely stopped. Like I was having really peaceful sleep, no dreams at all, and at least none that I remember. And then all of a sudden, they just went from zero to hundred, and like no time. <laughs> that is like just you know non-stop you know patterns from the past people from the past and i'm just like well what am i even doing in my dream space like it feels like every <laughs> night i'm going on like roller coaster rides with who knows who yeah wow yeah it, you know that brings me to um thinking about this other topic i was talking about with shavan the other day is like um the points of creation, points of destruction, which you know, Shiraj, as a pocket pod, right? Um, And I've been thinking about this a lot over the, even the last couple of years, because um, I'm convinced that we can recreate certain events in in the past, but to also shift things in in this timeline, not only like... um, you know, like not not only to uh, maybe forgive ourselves or forgive other people and feel better about what happened, but like literally create a whole other timeline or something like that, um, which is similar to the concept of point of creation and point of destruction that that you talked about in um, access bars. So 
But what do you think, Shiraj? I, I'd like to know your opinion on this because you're very much in um, uh, in tune with all the, you know, the, the quantum mechanics and everything. Is um, yeah, how how much creative control do you think we actually have in in this physical plane? <laughs> um, I think we like I personally sense that we have a lot of you know um, physical co-creative power um, in this reality. Then we we would like to give ourselves credit for <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, with the point of creation and point of destruction, it's really interesting in the sense that, you know, how um, there's this perception that some things are predestined, like, you know, that we all, like some things that are already meant to happen, happen because there's a plan in place. And what if maybe that plan is this point of creation and point of destruction of when a particular cycle starts with regards to any situation in our life and when it destroys itself? And it's again that uh, polarized, you know, loop that, you know, this reality kind of uh, perpetually cycles back to every now and then. Hmm. And I, I was just listening to this uh, lady the other day who works with the dowsing resources and like just with looking the at her, with the dowsing resources, like pendulum, um, you know, those kind of things. Oh, okay. Um, and she was just, uh, she basically had a workshop on future probabilities and what she shared was at times she found that her parallel selves or you know aspects of herself that were along a similar timeline but mm. are not on the same timeline or reality as she is in their patterns were bleeding into her patterns and changing the future probabilities. and it was like she had to constantly you know uh, clear the things out from their realities that were bleeding into her reality ah. uh, this is another thing that is probably amplifying more and more because we are said that we are reaching like this sort of convergence point where all the different timelines and probabilities uh, are you know kind of fighting for the dominant space within within this uh, plane that we are on maybe oh okay so if i if i understood correctly what you said is that um there are several timelines playing out right it's like from that point of creation uh dispersed out to several other timelines depending on like that the aspect of us that took that made a certain decision is living that reality and we are in this one but then sometimes things that are other aspects do bleed into our reality right and affect what we do here yep yeah oh my gosh have you seen the series original angel Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This That's is exactly it. what she was saying, right? It's like that lady that was telling uh, the OA about like uh, that um, things that happen in other realities and other dimensions, she calls them, um, echo, they echo into this reality. If there's a point in the in life where we meet someone and that there's a strong connection with that person, that will echo into another dimension and that person will meet that same um the, the same person or the same soul i guess i don't know it's like we come in clusters right <laughs> with mm -hmm. people yeah mm. and it's like we have so many lifetimes playing out simultaneously all at once it's like and on top of that we are most of us or pretty much all of us on this planet are highly psychic beings even if they may not acknowledge that and our ability to tune into the thoughts, points of views, realities of others, and to mimic that, not just 
in our mind but in our bodies and in our physical reality is immense like if you look at kids they learn everything about this reality by mimicking copy pasting stuff from everything that they are psychically tuning into through their nervous system like Who, even before children you mean yeah like children like yeah children okay um, like a lot of these pre verbal programs that are running or uh, you know are a dominant theme in people's life and they're wondering like okay why am i not really able to change this one aspect of my life it could be like a relationship pattern it could be how they relate to money or mm-hmm. their creativity you know and it's and all of it can be traced back to the environment that was present in and around them when they were kids because their nervous system acts like a psychic antenna at that point of time and finds every opportunity to develop a relational pattern so it can feel safe in this world so it can have something that feels like you know safe or, or a sense of belonging basically and in doing so that particular pattern that they are interpreting or picking up on from their surrounding turns into a total theme or template that they are going to be following for the rest of their life until they become aware of it change that So how many of these themes and templates are actually playing now on top of that then we have this parallel selves and probabilities that are also merging in with that sorry the last that you said about probabilities what did you say like all of these different probable selves you know from the different parallel timelines mm-hmm. they um they are resonance points and they for 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 their reality to bleed through into our reality is based on these templates that are still present within our morphogenetic field Once that resonance point is gone, we don't have to really worry about, you know, what probable self is responsible for this or how the other stuff is going to come into our stuff. And Interesting. Yeah. It's like we have, do you, do you feel like it's um like these sort of like holes that we have in like the whole bodies that cause this, right? That's what you were saying earlier, right? Yeah. That, because ah. uh, that would change the particle spins of uh, morphogenetic fields, right? Like how our whole bodies are spinning. or resonating and based based on you know how many holes rips tears traumas they are holding um specific probable selves are going to be able to just come through from the parallel timeline and just crash into this reality so, whereas otherwise if we were just spinning at our organic spin rates it would just you know things would just go in and out without any of the attaching or sticking in our field it would just you know flow <laughs> the attachments yeah yeah we get attached to these things that's the thing it's like oh there's there's something new there or there's something familiar more so because if it was something new that would be different but i think it's like this familiar feeling right yeah and then we keep ourselves in these loops yep mm and how do you so you go about clearing these things with like for example uh, the multidimensional clearing that that you created right that's one way yeah. Mm. is there is, are there other ways you think there are a lot of different tools that can support in this process and it's like i, I just somehow i have a tendency to just keep finding more and more tools trying them out seeing what they do and then incorporating that into a system that works for me mm. um one of the many ways is like combining um everything that we know from kelantic science or any kind of christic teachings with things like dowsing or pendulum work uh muscle testing the emotion code or the body code um all of these different things 
and the body can be a huge help in being able to clear this stuff out because the body has all these uh inbuilt systems and buttons of sorts that if we just use them the right way and yeah, the right sequence they can change everything and they can clear even the deepest layers yeah wow and for for those of you guys listening if you haven't tried um shiraj's multidimensional clearing i highly suggest it it's available on your instagram right yep uh yep. in my bio yeah yep. the regulated alchemist <laughs> Yeah. Um well, I told you what happened when I tried it, right? Um <laughs> it was it was interesting because I connected with Sri Raj in a way. This was so cool because he was talking to me like I I heard his voice and I was half asleep, half awake, and at some point the words started changing and he was talking to me about um women and how they are differently treated in, in certain countries. And in India, he was telling, telling me something about he didn't like the way women were treated. And, and I was telling him, yeah, and then in this other country, this and that. We were having this whole conversation when he was speaking about hoba bodies and stuff in the multidimensional clearing. It was just so funny because then I would like jump in and out of it and and hear what he was actually saying and then go back into the that side conversation that was going on between us and then i asked him like the other day or not asked him but i just told him the experience and he told me yeah i think you told me something like you, you've been wondering about this yourself you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that was really interesting because it's like theme that um kind of comes up for me quite often over here um because as a kid i was like yo why are people doing gender in this way oh yo guys it doesn't make sense to me i don't feel like that that's maybe the truest way to do it for me yeah the whole gender thing yeah we were both thinking about that it's something that's been coming up for me quite a bit and yeah so that was really interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know what else um what else is there to share today. Yeah, today, you know, like I said it feels like um like people are feeling a lot the need to be like within or do other activities that are more like connecting them with themselves more, which is is great. And um but yeah, for some reason this was the date that was picked uh for the first recording and I'm like, okay, let's do it this day, you know, and uh, let's see what comes up. <laughs> Yeah, but I do think it's every single time um, that I hold an event or do something, there's always the right people there. That's like, it's always a perfect combination of people. And then um, that creates like this, uh, I don't know, like um, this series of messages that are that are very much intertwined and and very uh, pertinent to whoever's listening that day. So it's it's always perfect, you know, no matter how many people we are here. So today you guys are listening to four of us so me Ishel, Chauvin, Shiraj and Lisa yeah so thanks for tuning in to the eternal life cafe your weekly cups of consciousness <laughs> my commercial there it's <laughs> moving forward are we going to have particular topics or we're just going to get on and no just like this you know up? Yeah, just like that. You know, I don't I don't really like the the script kind of uh mm-hmm. podcast because 
But yeah, that way it's literally what is happening in your life in that moment. It's not like you're feeling forced to do something or say something that you don't maybe don't feel like saying or sharing in that moment. So yeah. Um, and I had uh, suggested that whoever wanted to share a, a favorite quote could do that today. I don't know if you guys have anything to share. What what was yours? Yours is right. <laughs> It's not a favorite quote. It's just like this morning I was thinking about like the whole let your food be thy medicine thing. (laughs) And I was like, well, you either let it be your medicine or it could literally be a road down to hell, you know? Is that a quote? Like a literal quote that exists? No, you know how there's like the let thy food be thy medicine? I've never heard that. Really? Maybe, maybe that sounds maybe familiar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you whose quote it is because okay. I don't keep I don't keep these people's names in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Hi- Hippocrates. Oh. oh, so what's the quote again? Let thy food be thy medicine. By Hippocrates. Yeah, but then I was just like, listen, because if it's not your medicine, it could literally be your poison. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't I don't have anything. It's it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. That's so true though. Like a lot of the stuff we eat is literally like very artificial and uh-huh. like I, I was like thinking, what is even natural anymore? Because even fruits are all uh, engineered, like um modified and uh whatnot and now even salmon is you know being created um <laughs> like out of thin air pretty much so it's like okay yeah <laughs> what are we actually eating <laughs> we're eating what they're they, they they want us whatever they want us to eat i went to the grocery store and i'm like looking i'm always looking for grapes with seeds and then i saw some grapes and it was like organic seedless grapes make it make sense how could it be organic and seedless at the same time you know like just that (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't align but um i think until we are growing our own food farming it tending to our soil you know what i mean then it it's always gonna be like what are we really eating because you know like you're only being told that it's organic or that it's best but then even those soils are highly depleted so you know we we just need to work on our journey toward breatharianism but then the air is polluted Uh i'm done (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah that's so true the air is polluted i'm like oh my god that's so true Oh gosh. Um, you know, before we dive into the quotes, I was thinking about what you said about this week, how everybody feels like um they need to connect to themselves and be and do more inner work. Last night I was engaged in a conversation with a friend and he was like, Do you feel like you need to find yourself? And I'm like, I'm not lost. <laughs> well, it's probably him that wanted to find himself. Yeah, he's projecting exactly. that to you. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He was like, you need to find yourself because like, I'm like, well, I feel like I've lived many different lives within the 32 years that I've been here. And there's been a, a couple of projects that I wanted to tackle in, you know what I mean? Whether it's like being a poet or being a chef or being a photographer, like I've played with a lot of tools and it's been fun, you know, but those things are external. They're not necessarily like, 
what makes me me right mm-hmm. because then at this point the the focus is connecting to self and connecting to you know eternal source instead of thinking that whatever fun tool I'm using right now is myself but then uh Shiraj was just talking about how there's like different aspects of us you know in different timelines so mm-hmm. then it's like like would we be trying to uh connect all of those different timelines here or is it just okay for it to just be like all over the place and then we kind of like leak into the other or connect here and there what do you think Shiraz? I don't know if the question makes sense because last night I was like I'm not lost but then it's different aspects of me and different timelines they're lost they're the ones lost <laughs> would the ultimate goal be to um connect them but it or is it okay that there's just these multi-realities Mm, I mean, to connect them would be cool. Like, I would love to do that. <laughs> How many of us are there? Like, There's so many. Aren't there, like, infinite, though? Like, I mean, it's just, like, yeah. so many choices that, like, from one decision, you could, like, create so many realities that are literally existing anyways, right? Yeah. Mm, like, for me, personally, it's, like, just choosing which ones I would like or like what I would like to co-create or um, receive in any moment and then just going with the energy of that. Uh, it's like there's so many different probabilities and so many different selves and which one do I even choose and how do I know like that, that one's going to be pleasant and the one that I'm going to be in. It's like, let's just play with it and see what works and if it doesn't work, we just change to the other one. It's kind of like, yeah, channel. So, mm, so according to you, we do have uh, that more creative control than we give ourselves credit for, right? So what you said earlier. Yeah, a more co-creative mm. control, like because um, okay. art energetics kind of really shape how those around us respond based on the you know they like it all finds like a resonance point which would bring up certain behaviors in them and certain behaviors in us, and then we would like try to play off of that and i mean and there, there's got to be some uh, something beyond this uh, resonance point where we can just maybe co-create without having any kind of relational pattern because in order to relate there's got to be a distance between two objects right like for a to relate to b there's got to be a distance between a and b or some kind of a separation or individuation and there's probably a reality or a space of consciousness where everything just exists in the pure oneness, which you know a lot of mystics and spiritual people and all of us kind of talk about have sense in some or the other way. It's like how can we have more of that in our life? Mm-hmm. And then we have more of that oneness and that flow that would just you know like we won't have to think what our next step would be. You would just you know and like, go ahead with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I like it. Next time I am showing up to the Eternal Life Cafe with my cup of nicely, nice tea. You know, this has been very delicious. So I'm happy to be here with you all. Oh, we're happy to have you here too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you remember that dream I had where you were where you were tapping into all those timelines and those different aspects of you? And you yes. remember, like, I drew you that picture where there was like a motherboard and all these connecting pieces that are all just living their lives and doing whatever it is. But then there's this central column where it all meets in the middle. That's oh, yeah. what I was just thinking of. And that's when we like, well, that's what I feel like when you go into that zero point, you're kind of just in that, you know, that pure state, well, as pure as you can be, I guess, in this form. Um, mm. But I was just thinking about that and just, yeah, just remembering that image because it was so clear to me and that's why I drew it for you that's true I remember that yeah it's like there's this um yeah it's like probably that center point like you said like zero point is where there's, there's this stillness and um and we're just kind of you know experiencing all these other realities all these other aspects of us are doing it at the same time but it's always possible to tap back into that motherboard, what you call it. Yeah, I don't know, what do you guys think? I love that, like, that makes so much sense. Because like in the zero point of the still point is, because it's still, I, I, I can sense maybe we would have more awareness to look at all of the different probable timelines and have, have the actual capacity to look at all of them and hold them at the same time. And then choose which one. There's like uh, maybe it's like a process of going back to the zero point, looking at all the different possibilities, coming back out, going back and going out. It's like kind of like a game of thought. Like what? Sorry, kind of like what? Kind of like a game of thought. Like just yes, uh, <laughs> it's just perpetually going back to the still point and being like, hey, source, like you know, this is what I experienced in that timeline. So I, I would like to see what else is possible with this other timeline. And then yes. Like going back to the main menu of the game or something. Yeah. Like the main menu. <laughs> <laughs> you start again and you go with yeah, but you now you know uh, that the things that you don't want, and then you go and create this whole other reality after from that point on. See, this is what I've been thinking a lot about. Is like I I've been trying to recreate certain things in from my past that I feel like were very important points of creation and just recreating that and seeing how it could look like. And it's really interesting because uh, sometimes you're like, well, should I have really tried changing that because then I wouldn't have met so-and-so or whatnot. But then I was thinking some people you will meet anyways because they're in your same thing, the same family constellation. And even though in that other timeline, they're maybe in a different country and they have a different name, I think we're still... It's like the the whole thing about the the echo, right? It's like one person meets this person in one dimension and it echoes out into the other one. So I'm like, yeah, no matter what I do, um, I think I, I would still be meeting you guys, for example, you know? <laughs> that was really interesting to think about. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what would the other versions of us in a probable timeline look like? You know? Like what, what would they be doing? What yeah you, it's really interesting to go into that yeah because you guys might even have different names you know and be doing different things but it's still the same energy the same kind of um soul i guess uh soul connections <laughs> what are you thinking Shaval? you look like you're going like really deep somewhere 
I'm just like thinking about all the times that I've been in dreams and I have been somebody else and my name has been different and I've lived in a different place or a different time, you know. Mm. And I'm thinking like it's so massive. It's just so much for us to comprehend that it's like, it's just, it's so vast. Like yeah. Reality and the fact that there are just all these aspects yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I do feel like there are, especially the ones in our dreams are probably the closest to us. Like, um, yeah, in terms of like the, I guess the connections, the ties or whatnot, or the bonds that we have with different souls. And then there's infinite possibilities after that as well. But, um, but yeah, it's like, it's like the, you always, um, what Sri Raj was saying about the bleeding through, maybe that happens in dreams as well, you know, and that's why, we have these sometimes really strange encounters with people that we've never seen in real life, but that feels so real, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, what are we doing in the stream? And why in particular is it this person that's shown up? What is it that I like about them? What is it I don't like about them? What is the dream trying to tell me about integrating some part of me? Um, so I kind of see it more in that sense, like what am I being taught here and how can I, yeah. How can I yeah. use these uh, this point of information to process it? Yes, I love that. It's how, how you uh, apply shadow work into your dream work, which is just amazing because, yes, you can see it from so many different perspectives, right? It's like, okay, yes, maybe you're tapping into a possible timeline, but at the same time, why is it showing up? Yes, maybe there's something that I really like about this person. There's something that I don't like. And those are your shadow aspects or your golden shadow aspects. And like, oh, maybe, you know, there's something there to integrate or something to let go of sometimes too, you know, or, or transmute and, or to evolve from. And sometimes yeah. it's about like forgiveness for a situation that mm. you, that you've still maintained was, you know, like you got to let go of blame and you've got to not be a victim to it or whatever. It was just a circumstance. So it's like, you still are holding on to something there where you just need to forgive it. It mm. was just a situation that needed to happen for both of your growth, you know? Um, yeah <laughs> i'm like thinking yeah as i i had the, a dream with this person i was telling you about earlier and where i was literally like yelling at them uh, yeah i take responsibility for it i put myself here and i forgive myself but then it's difficult because i still feel like i have i'm still working on forgiving myself which is like the first thing for me in, in this situation for letting things happen and also it's like we don't we know we don't want something but we're still doing stuff to attract it. But then, you know, logically, oh, I shouldn't be talking to this person. And then you're like, oh, but wait a second. I, I, and then I saw the things that I had done before, right? Of like, oh, this is this is why we're here today. <laughs> you know. And so I'm like, yeah, um, I take responsibility for it, like I said. And then also, uh, yeah, not really blaming the other person for, for things that they're not capable of doing or giving to me, you know, and yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm still working on that, right? And it's it's good to say things out loud like this because it's like, okay, yeah, this is this is what still needs work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Hmm. You know, in terms of that, like last month I had an interesting experience and I called a friend of mine. I was like, yo, like I have set this one rule and I'm like, I'm not going to engage in this particular thing, but this particular thing is offering me these delicious things. 
And I'm like, why is it coming in this package? <laughs> and then my friend, my friend was like, are, well, are you full of yourself? But not in a negative way when someone's full of themselves. It's, he was like, are you providing all these things for yourself that you would be seeking, you know, elsewhere, right? And then you brought up this idea of attention because sometimes it's like, well, I know this is not it entirely, but they are fulfilling this one thing, right? So like whenever I get in this space where I have like a particular desire from a particular place, which I know them well is not it, I would just be like, listen, Lisa, I love you. You are wonderful. Or like I go into this like doing these things that I would want outside of myself for myself and hoping that like it's going to assist and not attracting things that I know are not it per se. I don't know if any of it is making sense, but like, it's like, say you want, you're like, oh, I want a partner who buys me flowers, right? But then you have this want and like access this. The word want is like lack, right? So then I'm like, oh, if I go to the store and I buy myself flowers on a regular basis, but then, so then that desire is, is full. So it's not hanging outside. There's not this little hole here, um, bringing forth hooligans who <laughs> want to bring me flowers, but then at the same time are not like, fully aligned to like the greater the greatest good right so I think that's the shadow work I'm doing right now um Mm -hmm. with myself and it's it's nice making that decision and it's also nice having friends who would be like listen well are you like watering your own plant because unless you are then I think the things that show up are always going to show up in pieces right? Because you're not full. And it's like, well, this was great about this person, but I didn't really like that he didn't have this together. Oh, I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally get you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I love how you said like, um, you know, to do things for yourself, like little things for yourself like that. That's that's just great. You know, buying yourself flowers. That's beautiful. I love that. Mm, it's a journey (laughs) yeah for sure it's a journey yeah and and I I find that um those moments where I feel like everything is fine that I'm not like searching for for anyone or anything to fulfill any need that's when the distractions start coming in like you know people or especially men or whatnot and um I'm just like uh it's confusing, like I was telling you guys, you know, because it's like, well, is this person coming into my life because uh, it's a real connection or is it just a distraction because I'm finally, finally on, on the path and and now this is coming in and it's like trying to pull me elsewhere. This is what I was telling Shavon earlier. It's like, this is what's annoying to me right now. So I'm doing my best to like really stay focused, you know, and not buy into distractions or whatnot because most of the time that's what it feels like but then there's this part of me it's like well but are you shutting yourself down to like really connecting with someone I don't know it can I guess 
to me, it's like, it shouldn't be confusing. That's what I was telling Shavon. It should not feel confusing. If it feels confusing, then it's not love or it's not a real connection, whatever it may be, or it's not a real opportunity because this also happened with a, a work opportunity that, um, that I had like to create this, uh, this partnership with someone. And, and I wanted to do it because I'm like, oh, this is like a, it's kind of like a quick solution. You know, it's like, this will help me. Um, but there was something off about it. And again, it felt confusing. Like I wasn't so sure if yes or no. Once it, one day it would look amazing. The other day it would look like, oh, I don't really like this. Same thing with personal relationships. So I'm like, okay, whenever things feel confusing like this, most like this probably, yeah, not, either not for me or if it's meant to happen later, it will, but things have to change for it to actually be for me because it's not like checking the boxes, kind of like what Lisa was saying, like it's got to really like check all the boxes and, you know, maybe those boxes will change, you know, we, we can, of course, the more we evolve, the more we see sometimes, oh, that's actually not what I really wanted. So yeah, there's that too, you know. You know, the part where you said, like, when you are not distracted, like when you're feeling awesome and amazing and you're not seeking to outsource anything from anyone, then people start showing up. Well, a part of that is like when you're a fool, like a friend of mine used to be like, Lisa, people are attracted to you, like the mop to a flame. (laughs) (laughs) I think the reminder that like, People who are in need sometimes can sense that, ooh, she's thriving. Um, I want some of that energy. But then, like, there's this idea of, I read somewhere, like, if you meet your partner and they give you butterflies, run. Because it's not supposed (laughs) Because what? Because butterflies are a sense of anxiety. This is your gut telling you. (laughs) Yes. It's so true. I, I love that. that quote. I yeah. love that quote. So I feel like eventually what I would get into the habit is asking people like, why are you here? Like, <laughs> blatantly, like, why are you here? What do you want? And yeah. then like, just listening for the answer. Um, yeah. Recently, I reconnected with an old friend. And then the first thing he said was like, oh, Lisa, I need your energy. And then I was just like, these vampires are not like. (laughs) I'm not sugarcoating it at all. (laughs) I was like, okay. So then we had a couple of of conversations and then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, Lee Kyle, like he literally needs (laughs) the energy. (laughs) I'm done. Anyway. So I feel like asking out loud, why is this here? Even if it's not directly to the person, why is this here? Why did I attract this? Like, and then listening in for the answer will bring you absolute clarity because the answers are always coming forth. And then another thing I wanted to tap in on was what Chief said. It brought up the idea of like cord cutting for me. So I would like for you guys to let me know, like, uh, what do you guys think about that process of like, if a partner is someone you've been involved with, like mentally, physically, you know, sexually, obviously there are like parts of themselves that are still like coexisting within us until we fully let them go. So do you, I'm wondering if you feel like it's because some of those cords you haven't cut yet, or is it because there's like some aspects that you need to tap into and explore or learn from? 
I feel the latter because I went through a period of literally cutting myself off from everybody and mm-hmm. and doing and seeing that and and seeing the connection and just clearing and cutting it and mm-hmm. and I feel I've been through that and I feel I've been going through that for years and so I started to ask myself and and don't get me wrong there was a period where I, none of these people showed up but mm-hmm. it's been more recently maybe in the last six months eight months where these people have been coming around so I've started to ask myself instead okay what is it about this person that they're they're showing me um is there is there something that I need to work on from from their as in like is there a part of them that they're showing me that I need to work on through to for myself to like integrate something because you know like I said earlier there's no separation truly and that if this person like Ishelle said we're connected to in other dimensions and stuff um so I'm like I'm considering that because if I've done all the cord cutting and these people are coming in what do you think that is why do you think they're there understood I think what I'm playing around with this week is did you um the information from access have you tapped into those books uh, no, no, Shell just only told me about those about a week ago. Okay, so the idea is that, like, all of it is just energy. Like, we don't necessarily need to, like, be like, well, this, 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 I don't like this group of people. And it all goes back to just neutrality, right? Um, and one of the quotes from that book is, all of life comes to me with ease. Mm-hmm. So it's like, not, necessarily rebuking anything but not necessarily engaging like it's just all energy coming to you right so for me it's like if I am seeing certain things or if a certain person is reaching out to me I don't feel like oh what like I don't feel like I need to cut the person off per se I may not engage in the level that they want to engage in but I just see it as like oh this is just another aspect of source energy in whatever way that it's showing up right if it wants to play in the field play in the field because when I start rejecting it or forming opinions about it then the idea of access is if we're saying that this is good or bad then it may be cutting off things that you are actually trying to attract because they may come in a form that you didn't expect it to come forth is it is it like making any sense yeah yeah it is making sense um I guess for me when I say cutting people off like Mm -hmm. I went through a Oh, there's nothing wrong with cutting people off. Like I am pro, I am pro cutting people off all the time. And then like, if I don't cut them off, they leave on their own. Cause I be, I'm like, source, if it ain't for me, let it go. And then <laughs> next week folks would show up and be like, you think you're all that, or you know everything about, or like I had a friend one time, she was like, I love you so much. You're so honest. This is what I love about you. Please give me all of the honesty. And then one day I woke up (laughs) and I was like, you know what, if anything is not for me, let it go. And then like, she was like, you know what you, I don't remember what word she used, but it was just like, in terms of spirituality, I think I know it all. And then she just let me know how she felt about me. And I was like, it's okay. It's all love. 
because I guess those feelings were there, but she never voiced them. So it was time for it to go. And I was okay with that. Like, I'm so happy. Like if I'm in someone's life and I'm not for you at this moment, if you step up, like, I remember I had a friend one time, she, she like, like unfriended me on Facebook. She's like, I just didn't want to see your face at that time. (laughs) But I was so proud of her because you know how many of us have friendships where like, literally like, I could be friends with Excel and there's something that she does that I do not like, but I'm not going to tell her, but deep down, I'm just harnessing these negative feelings, but I'm still in her space. Right. I would rather someone be like, listen, I I don't like you very much right now. I do not want to interact with you. I feel like that's a lot more genuine. So whenever people leave, I, I, I'm like, I'm really proud of them. I'm like, that is great. You know what I mean? And I feel like, all of us should do that vice and versa. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of, uh, no, I like yeah. what you're saying because that, that's a, that's something I've been thinking about as well. But it's like, well, but what if I change my mind about that person later on and I leave and then they show up somewhere else? I'll be like, oops. <laughs> so it's kind of a touchy subject for me because I'm like, well, yeah, I don't really want to talk to this person right now. I just don't feel the connection. I've, I have said it lately. Um, I've been more honest before I would be like, eh, kind of yes, no responding and stuff. I didn't want to be mean, but I've literally told people, I'm sorry. I just don't feel the connection and goodbye. And they leave on their own or, or they stay there. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. What do you think? I think it's I, I I think I'm just in a space of like gratitude for all of the entities, all of the humans, all of the connections, everything that has come, everything that has left. Like give thanks, give thanks. I'm happy you were here. Gratitude if you want to hang, <laughs> you know, like if you want to hang on the corner and just chill out, then it's fine. But also, this only came through because last year I felt like some of like the friendships that I felt would have lasted years have kind of like dispersed and it was kind of hurtful at first, but then eventually like the one thing I've learned is like, sometimes things are going to go and it's okay because sometimes like, even though we were childhood friends, there's literally like, when we get on the phone, I don't have anything to say to you. I don't have, like, I don't feel like the connection has just left the building and you cannot force it. Right. So it's like, Oh, that's fine. It's fine that this isn't, what it used to be anymore but you don't have to be mean you just have to accept that this is where we are and it's okay yeah because yeah ultimately we're all souls you know so in another space it's all good but here on this time with the lesson that you needed to learn or the the interaction that needed to happen is happening so yeah i just see it as even people that i don't agree with within my own family I know in some regards, if we have conflict, it's only because maybe as a soul, they're trying to push me to stand my ground or have firm boundaries or something, you know? So I see it as that instead of like being like, oh my gosh, this person is just on my case all the time, irritating me. It's like, what, but what are they getting you to do? Oh, they're getting me to speak my truth or like really stand my ground, you know? Um, So yeah, I kind of see it like that. Yeah, I love that. I love the way, um, yeah, yeah. you you see things from a different perspective. I, I like that, doing that too, switching things around and being like, okay, what is, what, what am I getting from this? Like in terms of, um, yeah, for my personal growth, what positivity can I get from this? And also what is the other person learning from the way that I react? Because uh, yeah, everything I do will also have an impact on them. So it's like, 
you think about the other person, you think more about what your what words you're using as well. And that's why, you know, like I've had to think sometimes like what to say to certain people. And it's like Lisa said, it's not about just being mean and be like, I don't like you anymore. But like maybe sometimes saying, yeah, you know what? It's okay. Yeah, it's this is what it is. We don't feel the connection or I don't feel it. This is what I feel. But uh, but not to say that maybe later on we will reconnect. You never know. Like not completely closing the door on people because I used to do that a lot. Like, well, you know, sometimes you do have to do it. But um, <laughs> but I've learned to kind of like, yeah, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, like I guess uh, take those emotions that I'm feeling in that moment as something definite, you know, like, because I've had times where I'm like, oh, shoot, yeah, maybe I was acting more from my emotions in that moment. And now I kind of regret uh, not, not, you know, talking to this person anymore. So yeah, just making sure that we're in a clear state of mind when we're responding to people, you know. That's true. I agree with that. I like I'm, I'm I keep going back to the cord cutting thing and then I think Shiraz if he's still around should talk about the access because I'm thinking about Shiv if I'm saying your name incorrectly please let me know um okay yeah so then the thing about like I'm thinking about how you said you went through a period where you were cutting everybody off and how like people are showing up like in your dreams and I was thinking about the idea of self-alienation, you know, like going into that space of like, I think sometimes when we start in this journey, it's like, I need to move away from all of the people that I know and just be in this space by myself. But then like, I was, I was analyzing certain things that I want to bring forth. And it's like, we I I have found that we humans are supposed to interact with each other and uh, we fuel each other in so many ways so for me right now even though it's important to have personal space it's also important to interact with others and then in terms of like ex-partners I get the idea I feel like if I was ever with someone I have so much gratitude for them that even though like there are certain aspects of the relationship that I have done away with I also appreciate any like I, I feel like my appreciation for them and what they brought forward is kind of like eternal. You know what I mean? So like, you know, we may not be, I may never, ever, 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 ever have sex with you again. <laughs> not in this life, not in another life, for example. It's the, but like the fact that like one time, at one point in space, you felt comfortable enough to share your body with me and vice versa. I just have gratitude for that. So it's like when we're getting rid of people, we may be getting rid of certain aspects of their relationship. But since we're all, you know, ultimately always connected, right? I feel like the disconnection can only be done in particles, you know, like, I don't think we can ever truly ever get rid of people who are part of our journeys, just certain aspects of the relationship. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. When, well, see the, the context of me cutting people off was mm-hmm. when I was younger, mm-hmm. if I felt like someone had done something to me, cause you're in that like victim victimizer setting right that 
I would just go full scale, like dramatic. I'm going to shut you out. I'm not going to speak to you ever again. This kind of thing. Obviously, now being on this whole journey for the last three or four years, I have come to that space of actually looking at these people and seeing what I learned with them and seeing how the whole process of sharing, as you say, like your physical sense, your, your inner self, and just seeing actually how they or how that situation allowed me to grow in some sense. But yes, there were times when I did things that I think, oh man, why did I, why did I do that? Why did I say that lie? Why did I act so irrationally? But like I say, I'm in that reflective place of gratitude for that person. Um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, to me, that makes a lot of sense. I've been, definitely been there as well. Yeah. Everything was big, bold and brash when I was young. You know, there was no... There was no in between. It was just, it was drama. I loved creating drama. I didn't realize it. And okay, when is your birthday? <laughs> it, May. Okay. Maybe in May. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe, baby. <laughs> it's funny because, like, my mom used to say to me, like, you're so dramatic. And I never saw it when I was younger <laughs> but that's the thing is like we, we we feel like we're the victims like you said mm. oh my gosh I thought everybody was to blame everybody <laughs> apart from me I'm like it's all your fault <laughs> literally yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. it happens I think the fun thing I do now whenever someone comes to me and they're like this person did this this person did that and I'm like now, have you wondered why all of these things? <laughs> like, what cards are you playing? Have you looked at yourself? And they're like, well, it's not me. And we're like, okay, I see one common denominator here. <laughs> so it sounds like you have found, you know, the role that you've played in all of it. And isn't it wonderful, guys, to be able to check ourselves and see who we were then? Ooh, so much fun. I think, didn't you yeah. say, was it you, Lisa, that said, do you feel like you've lived many lives in this one life? Yeah, like, it's been a journey. completely the same. I don't feel like the person I was even a year ago. It's like just a new form emerges and a new form and a death and a rebirth and a, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just been like collapsing all these like versions of you that are just not your authentic self and seeing that and witnessing it and holding yourself like, giving yourself a hug and saying it's okay that you came in and you, you played these roles and you can see that. And, you know, I had to, I really had to apologize to my parents for some of the stuff that I did and acted as a kid because I'm well, not a kid, but a teenager because I turned into a complete brat and I made their lives like really hard at times. And I just had this overwhelming sense of gratitude for everything that they gave me and every time they didn't shut the door on me because I was a lot at times and I didn't even realize it, you know? But the core of that was that I was just in pain. I was hurting. I was a sensitive person in a world that didn't seem to make sense. And so I found myself being really isolated by that, which I'm sure everyone can relate to in, in some way. 
And yeah, it was just because I was in pain and I didn't know how to deal with it or cope with it or even talk about it. So yeah. that's why I look at myself and I'm like, oh, I love you so much. Like, look how far you've come, you know, and the fact that you want to help people and you can see how this process can assist others. And yeah, it's just beautiful, as you say. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I felt that. I love that, that hug that you just gave to yourself, which I'm like, oh, me too. You know, it's yeah, it's important to to say these yeah. words to ourselves. We're, like we can be like our hardest critics, harshest critics, and we just put ourselves down so much, but we just need to stop and think about what we've actually done and what we're doing and just, just have that gratitude for yourself as well, you know? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> You know, it just made me think that I'm going to see my parents very soon, like next month. And oh boy, I just, I can feel already like there's going to be a lot of things to work on, to say, to be honest about. And um, I feel like a lot of the things that I've been like holding in, like in a bottle kind of, or yeah, need to be expressed. But um not in the way that I used to express them, like like you said, being difficult or doing things that you know are going to upset your parents, because that's the way that you think you're going to get the attention that, that you've always wanted. And then, but yeah, there have been times where um, I, yeah, I, I felt like I was trying for my parents to accept me. And even sometimes I would write them letters being like, I know you don't understand what I'm doing, but this and that. And uh, I did so many things, but none of them were actually being my true self, you know, and I think that's that's really needed, like, um, for my parents to see who I really am, because there's this part of me that feels like I've never seen the real them, especially one of them, and oh, it's just so many emotions right now, and that's also part, in part, why I was feeling like this this morning is because, uh, yeah, about um, how I feel about my family, and how uh, I feel like I have so many things to say and I don't even know if I'm going to be capable of wording them correctly. And I haven't seen them in over two years. So, yeah. <sighs> I got goosebumps when you were talking about that. because <laughs> I can feel there's so much there, especially because we've been talking for such a while now. And I know that the family aspect comes up quite a lot in your dream time and stuff. And it feels like yeah. a big moment. <laughs> it feels really big. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little scared, to be honest, um, because I feel like there have been things that I've that I've lost memory of or things that have been hidden from me. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to ask the questions uh, or I don't know if there's even the right questions or whatnot, but I'm trusting that I, whatever needs to be said and what is ready to be um, known will be known. And, you know, it'll come in layers or whatnot. But yeah, I tapped into some really crazy stuff like uh, a few weeks ago, like emotions and things that I feel like come from hidden memories or whatnot. So it's really interesting. Hmm that family line yeah yeah it ends with us like that communication yeah. is just so so key and we have 
I've come from a culture, I don't know if it's the same where you guys are, but I've come from a culture that has been emotionally suppressed and like people just did not know how to even express love. Um, mm. I, I've, I see in my own family them get physically uncomfortable, even if I don't go to give them a hug, it's like, you know, yes. oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm giving you a hug and you, I'm gonna give you a hug. Like, this is just what I do. and. <laughs> Like not as in like I'm coming into your boundaries and I don't give a crap about it. I don't mean it in that way. It's just I want to help you feel that connection, you know? Mm-hmm. The thing is that they do want a hug. It's just that they don't know how to hug. Like this is my dad. This is this is it. Like um, he would just ha- side hug me all the time. Just one arm like or pat on the head, you know, like yes and I'm just like okay and and even my mom kind of picked up on that behavior because I don't think my mom was like that and um you know it's like yeah there's so many things like it can get really deep and um I don't want to share like too many personal things but it's it's true I mean we've been feeling this lack of connection not because they don't want it but just because they don't know how to connect and um but the feelings are so strong you know and the connection with us. I mean, we, I feel like uh, we choose who we want to come into this world with as our family. We choose our moms. Like, you know, I've been telling you guys about this spirit baby that I feel around me in my field. And it's like the spirit baby chooses you. And it's like, whoa, it's so, it's such a huge uh, love. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's a feeling that I, I, you know, I said before, I can't even contain in my body for that long because it's so strong and it feels like, wow. And, and yeah, so we literally choose our families and because we know that they're going to help us go through the life lessons that we need as a soul to, you know, clear the karma and whatnot. And so it's like you said about being grateful for them and, um, yeah and at the same time also being firm in who you are and your boundaries and it's it's very tricky right because it's like how how do you show that love but at the same time um having them respect your boundaries and your individuality and all the, these things i don't know yeah <laughs> um i'll wait in and then i also have a question um i think Well, my question is like in terms of one thing you said is reconnecting with your family and wanting them to know who you truly are. And I'm also wondering like how how important is that? Because do you feel like they may have the capacity to understand all of the intricate layers of you or do you just want them to know like in essence that you care and you love them or what exactly would you like to put out there energetically? That's a really good question because yeah, I think, I think it has to be done in in layers. Um, Like maybe not like say, you know, a lot of things at once, because like you said, maybe they won't, they won't really understand. Um, But 
I think maybe the first step is just uh, showing a little bit more, you know, being a little bit more honest um, with how I feel and what I see. And um, but always being careful to using the right language, let's put it that way, not to you know, confuse them or I'm not going to be like, oh, you know what? I see what's going on right now. You have a hole in your hova body, you know, <laughs> and this is why you are projecting things onto me. You know, I might say more like, hmm, you know what, dad, I feel like maybe you're saying this because of this. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? You know, and but, you know, make it making it more like having them maybe answer a few questions as well. I think this is something that, that has been coming more and more to, to my awareness is that um, uh, I tended to say a lot of things and then the person might feel like, oh, she feels like she, she knows what's going on. But when you make people say it themselves, that's mm. even more powerful. Yeah. That's very true. Because um, I've experienced that the we like to defend ourselves. It's just innately human when someone says like this about us and we're like, no, 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 no. But then if you ask questions, then it helps a lot. And in terms of parents, I had like, like a rocky relationship with my dad for a very, very long time. And then two years ago, I just, I just got tired of it, got tired of having the same old fights, the same, conversations so then I went into this space of like if someone asked me about my father it was like he's fine he's doing great I just wanted to build up a better relationship in my head with him you know and just not sit down and linger on everything that has occurred and that really has helped like talking about him in a positive manner instead of like being in that negative space of what had been right? Really, really like 360 the relationship to the point, like when I was living in Mexico, he came to visit and he was like, you know what? It takes a lot. Like I didn't understand it, but it takes a lot for someone to move around the world and build community. I'm not able to do it, but you do it with so much ease. And mm -hmm. like, I am so proud of you. Instead of like being like, Lisa doesn't want to settle anywhere. She's always moving somewhere. She, you know, like that was like a whole 360. And I had done most of the work of like seeing him in a different light when I was in Mexico. And when it came, like his speech showed like the new appreciation for me or who I am instead of some crazy girl who didn't know what she wants, who was always like here and there. And yeah. then- um, wow. Then I've also learned that as much as sometimes we're seeking to be loved by our parents and understood, they are seeking the same thing. Sometimes our parents feel like underappreciated. So then I learned that my father wouldn't say it, right? But he would feel underloved, underappreciated. So now like that we have those dialogues. I make sure that I show up for him like no other. You know what I mean? If it's his birthday, if he has something special going on, I leave six hours away. But then like I, I drove down on December 31st just to be there for like New Year's, even though it's not entirely my thing. But I know those little things mean a lot to him. And it has really, really, really helped our relationship. And I'm just grateful that I started taking it from more of like, what can I contribute versus more of what can I take? You know what I mean? Like, how can I make this person feel? I mean, there are some really ugly fights as well, but I'm grateful for 
<laughs> but just shifting my perspective has helped. So like, I guess when showing up and seeing your family, um, I'm sure it's going to go well and all like things will align because you've done a lot of work in the past two years uh, to have ease of conversation. Um, but, you know, just sh- show them gratitude, show them love and how you tap into what you feel and make it just like your duty to uh, show them that, but also like see it in your mental mind, the ease of conversation, the ease of them opening up. And honestly, I'm just saying like it works. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really good advice. Thank you. Yes, I, I agree. It's important to to not just go with that already like, um, I guess, because uh, it can turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy of like thinking, oh, they're not even going to get me. And then you're already creating that reality in your head. So yes, thank you. I will keep that in mind <laughs> because I definitely tend to be like, oh, I don't even know if they're going to, you know, listen or but yes, I, I agree. And they've probably done, you know, the, I think the reason why we're reconnecting too is because they've gone through things. They've probably changed uh, maybe some belief systems or something. I don't know. We'll see. So I'm going to, I'm going to see, right. When we get there. Yeah. I'm going to read what Shiraz said real quick. So he says, yep, I've been seeing this too. How being curious and asking questions makes a huge difference in how people show up, even in terms of energy. Yeah, it's such a supportive skill to embody and changes in the space we connect. And then he says, love the wisdom y'all are gifting here. Oh, thank you, Shiraj. Yeah. Shobhan, did you want to share a quote earlier? Because we didn't get to your quote. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hang on. (laughs) Oh, and then I have something I wanted to share with you guys that I wanted um, help with for the podcast real quick. But do the quote first <laughs> okay I was thinking for ages about this quote and I just kept coming back to the same one so this is it there's some good in this world Mr Frodo and it's worth fighting for oh is that from the Lord of the Rings it is <laughs> oh you know that's that's super interesting because I have never really like watched the whole Lord of the Rings thing, but for some reason it, it shows up in my field a lot. And I'm like, that's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, a lot of everybody I know is talking about it or yeah, quotes here and there. I see images of it. Maybe I should definitely watch it now that, because now I, I see things differently. You know, when first, uh, when I was first kind of introduced to, to the Lord of the Rings, I was like, ah, that doesn't sound that interesting. But I think I should, I think I should watch it now. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a really uh, good one. Huge Tolkien fan. So I kind mm. of grew up with all that stuff going on. Mm. Dad was a big fan of Lord of the Rings. So I kind of like got that from him. And then when the films mm. came out, my brother and I were absolutely obsessed. And we used to like play the characters and just, play all the video games, all of it. And um, we could wow. quote like a whole entire trilogy, like from the films. Yeah, like we were obsessed, I'm telling you. Wow, and why did you pick that quote in particular? Does it, do you have any other further thoughts? You know, you don't have to share, but you, I mean, I, just, I was just curious. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that comes back to me when I'm feeling like I want to give up and mm-hmm. 
it's a very pivotal point in the film because it feels like all hope is gone. And one of the main characters says it to the other main character and it just like enlightens my whole being with passion and love and no, no matter what happens, there is always hope and there is always, there is always love, you know, and it's, and it's worth fighting for. So yeah, it's just always stuck with me because no matter how hard things get, there's always, there's always like a sunshine to come afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt the the power of the quote and like what it means to you. And mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for sharing that. You are welcome. And I'm <laughs> always like crying my eyes out, even though I've seen the films a bajillion times. When oh. that moment happens, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And it, yeah, it's like yeah, no matter how crappy the world may look like, there's always that little hope uh, yeah that's worth fighting for yeah yeah oh oh I want to share mine real quick and it's also from a film and I don't know it's just something that, that stuck uh, stuck with me since forever since like I was eight, seven or eight years old when I watched this film some of you might recognize the quote it's um it's very simple if you put your mind to it you can accomplish anything do you guys know where that's from I think I think it's not going to be that easy to know because, well, and then it's kind of like with you, this is a trilogy and I was like obsessed with it. And I would like, yeah, know the lines of every character and everything. And so there's this part um, and there's two parts actually uh, where they say this quote and uh, it's uh, the, the character's name is uh, Doc Emmett Brown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> back to the yeah. future. Back to the Future, yes, yeah. Oh, what, what one is that in? What film is that in? So it's the, um, I believe he says it in the first one, but I remember it more from the second one because that's when uh, Marty meets his dad and he said, um, you know, if uh, he was trying to like, yeah, convince him to go to the dance to meet Lorraine, et cetera, et cetera. And he didn't want to. He was scared because he's like, how, this, how, do, I, I, how do you know that this girl is even going to like me or something? And he's like, you know, someone once told me that if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And then he used that quote for a book he wrote in the third movie. So it's, it appeared in every movie, actually. That's why I think it really stuck for some reason for me. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. I mean, we really can create anything we want. Um, it's it's just our minds, our analytical minds that are limiting us. <laughs> yeah. So very the simple one, yet powerful. Hmm? The other one that came to me was um, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that one, too. <laughs> Who said that one? Spider-Man. Well, it's in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that where the um, Doctor Strange mug comes in with a fox? Oh, no, I'm going I'm going back to like the original Spider-Man um, ah. when it, with Tobey Maguire when that was uh 2000 and something. Oh, okay. Mm, no idea. I think his uncle says it, Uncle Ben, I think he says that. Um but Wasn't it Superman? 
No, this is Spider-Man. Oh. oh, okay. I thought it was Superman. Well, anyway. Maybe, yeah. maybe in your timeline it's Superman, but in mine. Yeah, well, oh, that's so funny. Oh, Shiraj says he's got to go. Thank you so much, Shiraj, for being here. Maybe another time you can share more about the access thing that we were talking about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Take care. Bye. Yes, have a great evening. Oh, it's late over there. What time is it in India? It's, uh, I guess half past 11 oh yeah okay wow. bedtime <laughs> good night Bye. yeah sweet dreams yeah i am tapping out as well i have to oh. take my overgrown yeah. out to the park okay can you okay can i just share something real quick and if you have something sure. to add let me know if not then it's okay because i want to post something about like um kind of to say who we are you know to people on the instagram profile and georgie had sent me a few things and i would like to know if you want to add anything you don't have to but i i think what she said is really good she's like so who are we uh we are fellow intergalactic travelers we are source sound pillars liquid light bearers we are quantum spanners timeline hoppers we are field harmonizers and energy generators we are neutralizers and trailblazers. We are emanators of primordial sound. We are the keepers of the eternal flames. What do you guys think? That is so awesome. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's it's it is amazing as is. <laughs> yeah. I want that's gold. I wouldn't touch that. All right. Sounds good. Thank you guys for your feedback. <laughs> oh, all right, Lisa. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Hope to see you again next time. For sure. Have a wonderful day, everyone. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. How are you feeling, my dear? I see you're very warm with your fox-looking scarf. It looks like a fox. Yeah, it's freaking cold over here. You know what I'm saying? It is cold. Really? How was the temperature? I don't know, but I'm. I always feel the cold. You know. Uh, yeah, I me too. I felt cold today, and it's weird because it's 12 degrees Celsius, which is not that cold. I think that's about like 50 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not sure, Ooh, but it's four degrees here, and they oh, say wow. it's cool. snow tonight. Mm, it might snow. Yeah, apparently that's what it says on the freaking app. But I don't really believe that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling a bit lighter. How about you? Yes, I feel lighter, um, <clears throat> more at peace. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was just interesting how last night I had those dreams about that were like nightmares, to be honest, because I haven't really had nightmares for a long time mm. um and I, I don't know if that's like there's so many changes going on at the moment that um is it a part of you that is just feeling a bit scared about things and so it's creating these what did Shiraz say about um I missed a bit of it these like openings in our Google email. bodies yeah Google bobbies <laughs> Hobo bodies. Hobo bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll have to show you an image of what he's talking about. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you. And for those people listening, um, 
most of you might know about this already, but we have these like energetic fields and I can't like ex express this like with like the technical words much, but, um, but yeah, it's basically like um, you're, you have like these layers, right? And so uh, sometimes we're allowing these energies to come in because we have like a certain whole or yeah, like this access in our shield. So it's like, to me, it's all also related to how much shielding you've done and internal work, like shadow work. Shadow work helps fortify your shield and also like certain techniques, like for example, you know, Shiraj was saying, yeah, anything that's like related to kilantic sciences or um, pendulum and and then access. And then he he also created one on his own. That's a, that multidimensional clearing that we were talking about. There's probably other tools as well. But um, but yeah, there's like, for example, the Maharic shield, you know, uh, for me, that that is one that has been really useful. Um, the one I shared in, in the group, for example, um that one is is good too and then the, the epsilon sequence things like that you know um they they help you strengthen your your shield and and kind of close up those holes but I, I do feel like shadow work is a big aspect of it you know because no matter how much shielding you do and whatnot if you're still not dealing with um with the shadow part it's um yeah it's very difficult you know you're still going to bleed out certain things out there um that will attract certain entities or have resonance with certain things that are going to um keep you in loops or whatnot so yeah was that you're answering your question <laughs> i hope so i think so mm. uh yeah, yeah, so mm -hmm. like we're just at a pivotal moment, at, and yeah, it's strange. It's a strange feeling because it's like not knowing the future really, because everything is kind of happening and could potentially happen, and you're allowing, you're not attaching to anything, or you don't really have expectations as such. So it's like your little stepping stones each day, and each day that you're your processing it's like it's just in this I don't know I feel in this weird unknown space um, mm. and I feel like a lot of us are clearing so much stuff be it our own stuff the collective stuff um and yeah it's just with the human is trying to understand it but sometimes we can't understand what is truly going on beyond things that we can't even see, you know? Yeah. Like having that kind of wobble in your <laughs> own setting of what this is. And like you say earlier about things that are confusing you and you don't have full clarity of things and there's some things that you can't even see, but you can sense. Mm -hmm. Just like wobbling away at the minute. Yeah, you know, it's... Um... For me, it has been a lot about um, trusting more of what's happening metaphysically and and um, listening to those feelings, you know, and if it feels confusing, yeah, like, like step out of it a little bit and observe, be the observer a lot. Like, you know, like that fox, the, the card with the fox being the observer, that one, I just love that card. And and then, yeah, because we, we do get 
sucked into those stories and but it's nice to have these spaces where we can talk about it you know and it, it feels like I said I do feel lighter because right before this I was like oh my gosh I thought I was over this and I'm literally so done with it like I'm so tired and but then it's it, it does get easier because I was just thinking what you said about like oh look at how far we've come yeah, same for me. It's like last year uh, with the same sort of situation, I would be drowning in tears for like hours, you know, or um, be like, what, how how do I get rid of this? I, I felt like it wasn't even mine. And, you know, it's like it's kind of the same thing here. So I'm like, OK, I, I know what, this is very familiar, you know, I, I, and even though I'm feeling all of this. OK, yes. Welcoming the feelings, but letting them like go through me and out you know it's like okay transmuting everything and as long as there's still a resonance with that like kind of like what Raj was saying like there's part of us that still has a resonance with that that's why it's still there so we've got to keep working on retrieving those aspects of ourselves that are still consenting to having that happen you know there's still and I, I think I told you about this or who did I tell about this um I don't remember, but there was, I think there's for me, um, one little aspect and that one little aspect that's still allowing that sometimes gets really big because we're not paying attention to it. And for me, it's, it's my inner child. Maybe that inner child actually is, it's still hoping for something to happen and, um, and it's not getting its needs met. So it's like, okay, how can I myself meet the needs of my inner child instead of hoping for that other person to do it for me, you know, and, Oh, yeah, or, or family members as well, because this also stems from the relationship we have with our with our family, with our mom, with our dad. So, yeah, um, how can I be my own dad in a way? Um, and then from there, I think what happens very often times is that the relationship with our parents start improving. And that's why, like I was telling you, I think it, that's why I'm reconnecting with them. And then it feels a little bit better than it used to, because yeah, I feel like we can be a little more honest with each other and stuff. Like my dad even just texted me earlier and I did feel it a different frequency to his message, you know? So I'm like, hmm, yeah. And it's because I have been working on this relationship but within myself, you know? It's still a work in progress, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because like my own family have like asked me questions that I never thought they would ask me about my beliefs on certain topics and I'm mm. I just I'm like wait who are you? <laughs> you you just I just never expected some of the words to come out of their mouths and it's wow. like well why did I have that expectation that they would never ask me about these topics like you said earlier you don't want to frame your mind in the sense that you're going to go somewhere into the situation you're already seeing it as confrontational and um yeah negative it's like allowing for no expectation at all so that you can be surprised by it even if you perceive it as oh this part isn't that great or do you know what I mean um yeah not having preconceived ideas of how it's going to go you just have to ride just ride it out yeah yeah exactly exactly I think what Lisa said was very powerful I'm going to keep that in mind for sure and I think there was a reason why she said that and why she was here today it's because we needed to hear that it's like wow I told you like yeah it's always the right people what we need to hear and it's uh, yeah no no big group today and that's perfect because of the mood we're in you know (laughs) 
Yeah, we're in a very chill, chill vibe, right? <laughs> chill. Yeah. Just, yeah. it felt more like um, we're all on the couch with each other and we're just going through what's going on in our lives at the minute, what, what we're feeling into and just able to help each other with the pieces of unlocking certain bits of, like Lisa said, that stuff to you and that's going to help you today. Mm-hmm. And Siraj with the, the I'm going to get this wrong, hobo body. Hobo body. Hobo body. Yeah. And those parallel versions of us that we may be, you know, pinging into that come in, you know, so, and the bleeding of realities. Like I found that very interesting because I do feel that that's what's happening at times, you know. Hmm. Oh, yeah, there was something for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the magic of this, too, is I, I knew there would be like, yeah, the right people. And um, also, maybe even next time, if even if we have more people, it'll be different people, it'll be a different energy. And yeah, we're all going to get something from this, no matter what. And even if, you know, for those of you listening uh, later, also it's just you know you're listening to this at the perfect moment which is what's cool about podcasting as well (laughs) is there anything else that you think we should cover today or do you think we're we're good i think we're in a good chilled space and yeah you feel complete yeah we're always complete oh yeah for sure but i mean for this (laughs) podcast (laughs) yeah that's so true so you feel good okay yeah yeah me yeah, too I feel calm good uh, yeah I had a really good chat with someone earlier today as well um that I do yoga and journaling and sound events with oh. we were kind of speaking about the same stuff really about family members and 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 people in our reality that um you know you have confrontation with over beliefs and everything and she's awesome because she's really like outspoken not in a well any type of negative way but it was just Mm -hmm. reaffirming to me how I can stand up for myself in those ways too um Mm -hmm. yeah it was just a really good good conversation and obviously she got stuff from me as well so yeah course it's important to connect with others and I spend a lot of my time like by myself so when I have these moments I'm like oh that's really nice <laughs> yeah that's great oh what are you doing this evening are you finishing that film or you're not going to bother oh which one the Snow White one no white <laughs> I did finish it I oh, did finished it completely yes okay. I, I I was like oh maybe I'll feel better watching it tomorrow and that's I was like I was gonna stay up later to finish watching it but um but I'm like, no, nah, I don't feel so good. And plus I was getting sleepy and all as well. But um, yeah, it, it just brought up a lot of stuff, you know, like I told you. And then today again, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I feel like in the mood for recording anything. And that's why I asked you to hop on earlier. So thank you for being here for me because <laughs> that was like, and it started, you know, it started dissipating that feeling of like, mm, there's something that's not right here. And um, so, yeah, it's like you said, it's important to, yeah, connect and uh, and talk about these things. It's nice to have people you can actually do that with because I didn't used to have that before in my life, not even with my family. So, 
you know, I just like, I'm, yeah, really grateful. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because uh, I always just keep a lot up here. Yeah. And that just, it can drive you crazy sometimes because you just think and overthink about everything. And so I found even the conversation I had today with my friend, it just alleviated so much stuff. And I'm like, oh, you really do need to connect with people because it's just a release, you know? And I just felt so much lighter. Oh, that's good. That's great that you did that first with her and then you came and did it with me. Like (laughs) someone helped you and then you helped me. Oh, that is so cool. The ripple effect. Yes. It's interesting because I even, I felt called to just ask you like how you were doing and wondering if you were feeling heaviness as well. But then you're like, and then you asked me how I was feeling. I was like, ah, that's okay. (laughs) I was feeling it this morning. I was feeling like, Hmm. just a bit overwhelmed and uh, a bit confused and yeah so I in fact I wasn't even gonna go and meet my friend because I thought I just not in the right space but there's something was like no just freaking go mm-hmm. and yeah we just we didn't stop talking for like two hours and it was just really deep soul nourishing conversation so Wow. And yeah. I was chatting with you guys. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad you came. Yeah. Where where in the world is Lisa again? Oh, I forget. She's in I think she's in the US or in Canada. I think she's in Canada. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, also okay. pinpointed in all these different locations. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. We're so dispersed yet so connected. <laughs> Sammy is going to come to my art exhibition. Oh, that's great. Oh, wow. That's so good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to stop the recording. I have something more. Let's just like, you know, close it up our, you know, our little discussion here. But thank you guys for joining for the first recording of uh, the Eternal Life Cafe podcast. And we'll see you again very soon for another episode. Sweet dreams, everyone. (laughs) Say bye, Shabbat. Bye. <laughs>